Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we're going to revisit a show from our 2014 season. It's one of our favorites, and it starts right now. Live from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it is E-Town with this week's musical guest from Austin, Texas, dual-tone recording artist Shaky Graves. And from North Hampton, Massachusetts, Heather Maloney. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town, our little uh, solar-powered musical town hall meeting. We're so glad you guys could join us. We have a great pair of bookends this week. We have two young people who have already lived a lot in their time. They've made choices. They've done the work that has allowed them to kind of hit the home run. They now get to make a living based on their lives. They travel around. They sing songs that they've written, and that is a rare and beautiful thing. Up first, we've got an Austin native who grew up around music and theater. He spent some time as an actor living in Los Angeles and New York. He got into playing music in earnest and began to really do his homework, studying both the uh, masters who inspired him, like Roscoe Holcomb or Tom Waits, but also his peers, other performers who helped him unlock some of the secrets to making great songs and putting on great shows. Mysterious stuff that's absolutely deserving of his time as he solves those puzzles. He is now one of the native sons that Austin is most proud of, and uh, he's playing everywhere, getting lots of well-deserved attention. Please welcome, for his first visit to E-Town, Shaky Graves.
Shaky Graves, welcome to E-Town. Alejandro Rose Garcia, welcome. It is so nice to be here. So glad to have you. It's, uh, it's cool, and it's, it's okay if I called you Alejandro? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious about what happens to you as a songwriter when suddenly you have a new name and people actually are starting to call you this new name, and you've kinda, it's kind of like putting on a different persona or a different uh, you know, costume or something. Does, well, it, does it free you up in some way? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, and come to think of it, it actually coincided with me wearing hats for the first time. Yeah. Not, no joke, like that, yeah. I'm not a hat, never been a hat person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. But Shaky wears a hat. Shaky does wear a yeah. hat, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so that, that year was like me starting to wear a hat and yeah. And I had just kind of like, you know, once I was like, okay, I'm Shaky Graves. All right, you know, I'd played with other aliases. I, I thought it would be always much more flexible as a songwriter to not yeah. be re really entirely responsible for my music. I right. know that that's not something that's a necessity, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm not Many trying to... Many people aim for that. I'm yeah. not trying to confuse anybody. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't, I'm not, I haven't died or anything yet, you know. I, well, I, you know, it's funny. I wonder if that was the same experience for Robert Zimmerman, you know, just like <laughs> catch a new name and a new creative wave and, and then suddenly your song's... Don't make sense to anybody, but it doesn't matter because it's not really you. Well, it blew my mind too that how easily people accepted. If you s introduce yourself as like Spikes or something, you know, they'll be like, cool, Spikes. And you're like, <laughs> you didn't have to go to the courthouse. Like, you didn't have to go like, down to, no judge had to proclaim name? your new name. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's an interesting sort of evolution because 
to be, you know, you grew up around creative people. Your parents sure. were creative types. Your dad was manager of a theater, and your mom mm-hmm. is a is an actor and a and a writer and producer, right? Yeah. And then and you followed that. You went to L.A. You had the role in Friday Night Lights, which yeah. was, yeah. Was that fun? Was that a cool thing? It was. That's yeah. an. That's like you know that show. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. And I, if you haven't seen it, I play a total creepy, like sweaty musician, which is like. Not my thing at all. So against, so against type. Yeah, I don't do that. And <laughs> but the the way the set actually worked is like, it was pretty miraculous. I, this doesn't usually happen a lot, where everything was pretty much improvised. The scripts were sort of you know like loose diagrams of how the scene would go down, and so the environment and the crew and every wow. every single bit of it was like. Uh, amazingly hands-on and and got amazing performances out of people and I mean I thought yeah. I was a, unfortunately became a fan of it when I was like oh I got a job maybe I'll watch an episode and watch the whole season was like oh my god what am I gonna do like everybody I met was like ha hi it's really oh my god like you don't ah, like, yeah you know <laughs> lost it a little bit and then it was really creepy and then you know and then television yeah <laughs> I'm not sure I understood anything you just said so. <laughs> Yeah. It's actor code. It's actor code. Someone gets it out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. If you've just joined us, I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Shaky Graves. Well, so the, uh, the thing that I also heard was that you had a, an open mic night in New York that really didn't go well. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Like well, you, just, you have just, those, you you had, those you moments a, on, on both sides of the spectrum. Where yeah. It's, where you're trying your new trade, your new craft, sure. that you were actually maybe less experienced in, which is playing music, and you're out there doing the open mic well, thing. and it's like doing karate in your underwear and then doing karate against someone that's doing karate against you, probably. <laughs> and um, Even, That's not a sexual thing. I don't know why you guys would... Even our radio listeners got that imagery, yeah. That, that's, a, that's an image we can all conjure up. But yeah, I had a lot of practice. Yeah. I have a lot of practice and no uh, no actual battle time yeah. at all. And so, so I, I both New York and LA were super formative in the sense that those markets are really intense. So if yeah. you are playing, you're playing with everybody. You know, you're really in the pit. Same thing with the acting thing. Yeah. That's why I chose to go there as opposed to just kind of do it regionally. And so I, what I like is that you decided to really dive in and make it a study and make it something that you were going to really focus on. And yeah. You got uh, deep into some pretty obscure uh, musical heroes. Sure. Roscoe Holcomb, for one. Really studying the masters, really honing your craft. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. It's great getting to know you, getting to hear your songs and hear you sing and play. And I know you're a, you're a thoughtful guy and a little bit of a puzzle. You write songs about the immorality of seal hunting, and you write songs about the joys of driving while drinking moonshine. And uh, not yeah. recommended, by the yeah, way. Not, rec- not recommended <laughs> at all. But uh, but you know, there's a breadth of experience that you bring to bear on your songwriting, which is cool. Sure. And you're also involved in some cool causes in your. You know, neighborhood too. I know you're doing some stuff around conservation in the whole country. And yeah, I got to do a benefit for a thing called the Hill Country Conservancy. Right. Uh, the Hill Country Conservancy buys really important uh, geological and natural land and just essentially owns it and just doesn't let anybody build on it. Yeah. So it's a really. Yeah. Um, 
I should mention briefly, because it's partly why you're here, is that you have a new CD that you made at your house. It's a more full production, sure. bigger band effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's great to just hang out a little bit and, and get to hear your stuff. And we've got more coming. So help me welcome back to E-Town, if you would, Shaky Graves. Thanks, Alejandro. All right, we're going to play you a song called Pansy Waltz. Well, he's out of season, out of sync. Oh, Lord, what must his family think? And you must be getting his feathers wet. Well, she always seems to be the top until she drops you like a rock. You should have been a better friend to him. Well, I dusted all the bones out of my yard. I fixed the screen door, raised the barn. But still you call me from the moon every single afternoon. Tell me all about the astronauts who come to love And how the earth looks from above And how I should have been a better friend to you Well, I've never seen life as a chore A treasure for the fine Well, I've read the news All abused the booze And often wondered why sink like stones into their homes away from teeth like mine So I came to hate my skin and all the holes you didn't in the way You let my legs wash the weeks away By your side, yeah, well you should have been a better friend of mine Well, but I saw in you a brand new bird Oh, the song I wish I'd never heard, you know it was a melody so fine Oh, the whole world would pine And it's a tune to give the boys the blues And turn the horses into glue I should have been a better friend to you But I've never seen life as a chore A treasure for the fine Oh, I've read the news Oh, and used the booze And often wondered why Well, they'll sink like stones into their homes Away from teeth like mine Shaky Graves, Alejandro, Rose Garcia, Chris Posada, Macon Terry. The CD's called And the War Came, out on Dual Tone Records. They'll be back to play a bunch more music later on in the show.
Thank you, Shaky Graves. We'll be back with music from Heather Maloney, plus the Achievement Award, after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. We're going to have more music from Shaky Graves coming up in just a little while. And we have a great singer-songwriter also on the program this week. Heather Maloney is here from Northampton, Mass. Before we get back to music, we're going to introduce you to somebody we got to meet with the help of one of our listeners. Every week we get a chance to celebrate these stories of folks who are in their hometowns uh, looking around and just making good things happen. These are always simple stories of people who just have a choice. They see an opportunity and they take a step to make good things, um, basically, you know, and good things follow. So it's just the way things work. We get to celebrate these simple stories through something called the Achievement Award. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Our nominator is listener John Lindorf, and he's nominating his niece Azalea Lindorf of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, for the award this week. Now, growing up, Azalea's childhood was challenging, to say the least. Among other things, her parents moved around a lot. So frequently, in fact, that Azalea and her sister didn't have any formal education of any kind for most of their school-age years. Eventually, with the help of many family friends, the two girls were able to actually attend boarding school. And in time, Azalea completed her high school education and went on to college. While there, she learned about the lack of access to education in Afghanistan, especially for girls. Well, understandably, that hit home with Azalea. Knowing firsthand the importance of education, she decided to start a grassroots project to provide safe places for girls and boys in Afghanistan to go to school. Now she's here with us to tell us more, so please welcome, with us all the way from Alberta, Canada, Azalea Lindorf. Hi Azalea, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, it's a great pleasure to be here. As Helen was describing your sort of early uh, life, it sounds like you became aware of the value of a good education yourself. You had to kind of fight for yours. I did have to fight for my education from an early age. I realized, watching my grandfather, he was a doctor, that education was something I wanted because I wanted to be able to help people like he did. And I wasn't allowed to attend school, so my sister and I actually decided we had to find a way to go to high school. We had been homeschooled all along, and it had been a bit hit and miss. And so we... Borrowed our mom's address book when she was away one day, and we wrote to 90 of her friends. And, and we said we would like uh, the chance to attend school. We didn't want to keep moving around, so we needed to go to boarding school. We said, would you be willing to help us out? That's all we want to do. Wow, what a, what a completely uh, subversive thing to do to your parents. You know? <laughs> That's, uh, 
but but good on you for figuring it out and congratulations because you went on to college and and so with that you must have been uh, particularly sensitive when you heard about the needs of girls in Afghanistan and we're also having to struggle right when I was in my undergraduate program, I, I learned about the need for education in Afghanistan. I read about the girls, and I immediately connected with the challenges that they face. Yeah. And, you know, it was outlawed up until 2001, and uh, now they want to go to school. And I felt that I could be part of that. What's the first step? What's the first thing you do? I... I uh, approached an organization called A Better World Canada, and I said I'd like to build 100 classrooms in Afghanistan. Wow. 100 classrooms would cost about $1.1 million to build. The reason we chose to do classrooms was because after the you know 30 years of war, many schools were destroyed. And in 2001, there were zero girls attending school. And now there's about 3 to 4 million. So there's a need for classrooms. Right. And so... We work with the local people who help to build, and the communities contribute about 10% towards the school construction. We basically just follow the blueprint that the Ministry of Education provides us with and get it done. Yeah. How many kids does a classroom provide an opportunity for an education for? Well, in most places where I've been, the schools we've built, there's two to three shifts a day. So one classroom might serve 160 kids in one day. You know, it depends on how many students there are. And are there teachers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what kind of communities are these going up in, these classrooms? We started out in communities in northern Afghanistan, Jiaozhan province, in urban centers. But now we've been really pleased that the community leaders have approached us and asked us to come and build schools in rural villages where you're more likely to find extremists. Actually, I have to go with security and armed police officers to go to the rural villages. But we've been invited to build schools there. So Mm. it's been really exciting to see that change. In case you've just joined us, I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. I'm here with our Achievement Award winner this week, Azalea Lendorf. I want to go back in time just a little bit and ask you about that first trip you made. So There you are, you're getting some people organized, you have this vision, 100 school project, you go to Afghanistan, you land in Kabul, and what happens, just for you? Overwhelmed, really overwhelmed. I thought I was gonna change the world or something, or, you know, really make an impact, and I realized the magnitude of the need there. And there's guards everywhere, there's tanks, there's, it's, it's a different place. And I, I felt inadequate, I didn't know how to raise money, and, and I was young, and, you know, so it was overwhelming. But that soon gave way to getting to know the people and traveling up north and spending time with them and seeing the desire that the kids have to yeah. go to school. And, yeah, I'm still overwhelmed sometimes. And but. now seeing the fruits of your labors. Yeah. This year we'll be at uh, 61 classrooms of the 100, and that represents about $650,000 raised. Wow. All from individuals and lots of bake sales at schools and young kids getting involved as well. And you started this in what year, Azalea? 2010. 2010. So this is just a a pretty short time that you've been doing this. 61 school classrooms have already been built. So that's a lot of kids who are now having access to an education that they wouldn't have had before. About 16,000 a year. Mm 16,000 kids a year. That's remarkable. So you're going to keep going. You're going to build those 100 schools. And you've graduated from college by now? Master's degree now. Master's degree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and so is this something you're going to keep doing? 
Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And how that will take shape. I hope that it begins to include more than uh, just building the schools, but yeah. I'm definitely committed to completing the 100 classrooms, and it's really exciting. Well, it's so remarkable, again, that you had to struggle so hard and be so ingenious in order to just find a way to become educated yourself. And then you found it in your heart, a desire to really give back at a very early age, and that still being a very young person, you've had such an impact already just from making this up, just from dreaming this thing, and then sort of willing it into reality is very impressive. Thank you. Thanks. thanks and thanks well. to many people who have mentored me and been a yeah. part of it all along the way. Well, it's cool. It's inspiring. It's probably going to make a lot of parents look at their children and go, why aren't you doing something cool like that? <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're raising the bar a little bit for college kids, just so you know. Right. Okay. You know, uh, well... And, I mean, appreciate education for those who are starting school and who are yeah. in school. It's, it's a privilege. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's Azalea Lendorf, the winner of this week's Achievement Award, Building Schools in Afghanistan, particularly for girls. The 100 Classroom Project. Azalea Lendorf, congratulations. Thank you. What a great story. Thanks to listener John Lendorf for nominating Azalea for the award. If you want to find out how you can support this week's featured effort, the 100 Classroom Project, you can get their contact information on our website, etown.org. You can also nominate someone for the award there, too. And we welcome your feedback and comments about this segment or the show in general on Twitter, Facebook, or the E-Town blog. Or you can always write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Alan. Thanks, Azalea. Great story. Thanks, uh, John, for the nomination. We've got more music coming up from Shaky Graves before too long. Right now, though, I want to tell you about our next guest. Heather Maloney grew up in northern New Jersey, but found her way to central Massachusetts, western Massachusetts, as a young person, first on kind of a spiritual journey that included three years, I think, at a meditation retreat, and, and then later as a member of a very special musical community in Northampton, Massachusetts. She started performing and writing and eventually got the attention of the folks at Signature Sounds, a, a very uh, artist-friendly record label that really helped sort of create a nice structure for her growing career, and she has taken that opportunity and run with it. She's made great strides in the last little while. She's a very talented singer and songwriter. We're thrilled that she's here. Please welcome to E-Town for her first visit, Heather Maloney. Uh, this is one of those things that I don't want to end. You know those things in life? Uh, this is one of them. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a while. Oh, please make my cat. 
it's forever I, I don't want fire that stays stable And the wick is lit, it burns a bit And then it goes out at the end of it So please don't hang a bulb above my table
Such a good singer. Heather, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Good to hear your songs and hear your craft. You know, you're really an expressive singer. It's great. Oh. Love, love that. Um, I always am curious about what kind of kids some of our guests were when they were little. And <laughs> I'm just curious as to whether or not you were a shy kid or a precocious kid or a musical kid or when you were growing up in, in New Jersey. What, what kind of kid were you? Oh, you know, I think I was really outgoing, maybe not obnoxious, but like very theatrical. Mm-hmm. I think I was one of those kids that was really affected by, I'm going to bring it to a really heavy place, but my parents' divorce. And I really, um, I moved around a lot after they divorced. So I, like every time I made a new friend, they would be gone. So I think I became really shy after that. Yeah. And when I started playing music, it was like, you know, the first version of me coming out again. Yeah. Now, before that, you went to this meditation retreat in Massachusetts. Yep. And uh, I understand that the practice, for some at least, involved vow of silence. Mm, yeah. Was that um, something you did? Yes. Yeah, so I wasn't in silence for the three years, but I went on retreats during the course of those three years for like anywhere from seven to ten days at a time. And in those seven to ten days, I would take a vow of silence. But um, it's it's a really powerful thing to do like uh and i would never trade those years there yeah. they really changed my life well so um so you go from that into you know diving into this community northampton is uh, of all the places for a uh, a woman singer songwriter to sort of blend in northampton massachusetts is probably the single community in the united states where you would be just like one of many that's quite true i don't know how i ended up there but yeah it's yeah. So many great songwriters in that little town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And now you're on this journey that's very extroverted. You're in traffic. You're doing a million things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your latest CD is actually an EP, and it's connected to a song of Joni Mitchell's that you covered, uh, Woodstock. I don't know. Yeah. What led you to that song? Well, um, this EP that I made, I did. it was my first collaborative recording, and I did it with this indie folk quartet called Darling Side, also out of, um, they're out of Boston, Massachusetts. They're fabulous. And um, we were on the road together, and we um, we ended up playing at our friend Val Holler's house. She's a writer for the New York Times. Um, her whole point is to bring music of the new generations to the audience of the baby boomers by comparing new artists to artists that were popular then. So she had us at her house and um, we played myself and Darling Side, their four part harmony right. boy band. They're not a boy band, but they're a band of boys. <laughs> Sorry, Darling Side. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and she said, Heather, can you guys make a video of Joni Mitchell's Woodstock where I'll compare you to Joni, and I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and I'll compare Darling Side to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young since they covered Woodstock. And so we made the video, and she put it in her blog or column. And we had such a blast doing it that we made a record out of it, and we had such a blast making the record that we made a tour out of it, which is what we just came off of. We have one more show on the tour. So that's how we came about doing Woodstock. It was very serendipitous. What do you think about, can we hear that song, the, the, the Joni Mitchell song? I would love to do yeah. that. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Welcome back, Heather Maloney. 
child of God He was walking along the road And I asked him, I said Will you go out unless he told me Said I'm going on down to Yasker's farm Gonna join it a rock and roll band I'm gonna camp out on the land I'm gonna try and get my soul free We are stardust We are golden We've got to get ourselves back to the garden And can I walk beside you? I have come here to lose the smog And I feel to be a cog in something just the time of year or maybe it's the time of man I don't know who I am but you know life is for learning we are stardust we are golden we've got to get ourselves back to the time we got to Woodstock we were half a million strong and everywhere there was a song and a celebration and I dreamed I saw the bombers riding shotgun in the sky turning in to butterflies above our nation we are still shortcuts and it's going to involve you my friends we're going to do a really fun rhythm and uh, that's that's the rhythm it's incredibly different from we will we will rock you 
Heather Maloney. The latest EP is called Woodstock, a joint EP with Darling Side out on Signature Sounds from Northampton, Mass. Heather Maloney, along with the E-Tones, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, Eric Turin, and Helen Forster. Wow. Thanks, Heather Maloney. We'll be back with more music from Shaky Graves after a break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio, located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like KSUT in Ignacio, Colorado, Four Corners Public Radio, on WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and on WWCF in Hagerstown, Maryland, listener-supported radio. As always, if you want some more information about anything we're up to here at E-Town, lots of stuff is available online at etown.org. Right now, folks, would you help me welcome back to the stage Shaky Graves. So let me introduce you to someone you may or may not know. Esme Patterson.
Posada on the drums, making Terry on the bass, Esme Patterson singing harmony. We've got time for one more song. We get everybody out on stage. With some spectacular finale we've got chosen for you. We're going to get everybody out here on stage and we'll do one more song together right now. This is a mysterious number that some of you might come to recognize later on. It has a little sing-along parts. You're really going to be surprised. I want to thank all our guests. Thanks to Heather Maloney from Northampton, Mass. Great singer and songwriter. Thanks to our award winner, Azalea Lendorf, helping to educate girls in Afghanistan, kids in Afghanistan. They really need an amazing story, dedicated young person. Thanks to Helen and the E-Tones. Thanks to Shaky Graves and his band. Thanks to all of you for joining us, the citizens of E-Town. This is going to be fun. Olivia Newton-John is part of this story. It'll be revealed later. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Produced by a donor supported nonprofit organization with help from all of our fine staff. The show was recorded live this week at E Town Hall. To comment about the program, make an Achievement Award nomination, or get tickets to a live taping, you can send an email to info at etown.org or visit our new and improved website, etown.org. You can also connect with us on Twitter or on Facebook. Yeah.
distribution of E-Town is made possible by the support of E-Town's family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. Well, uh, are you sure you should? I'm pretty sure. Are you pretty sure? I'm pretty, 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 are pretty sure. sure.
This is a production of E-Town. That was Shaky Graves and Heather Maloney. As you well know, I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.